Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, hope your day is going fantastic, that you know the glory of God. We're going to talk about favorites today. Who is your favorite person in scripture? If you've heard me speak for any amount of time, you've probably figured out one of my absolute favorites is Peter. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about Peter and what he carried and who he was and what we can learn from him. I just, I really, really like Peter for a number of reasons, which I'll also mention. So stay with us. Hang on just a second. Let me welcome everyone. It's good to have you with us. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. The ministry is RHM International. The website is ruthhendrickson.org. Our heart and our passion is to see the body of Christ raised up, healed, trained, equipped, able to walk into the fullness of their destiny and able to bring heaven to earth because you are created to bring heaven to earth. So again, if you want to learn more, just go to ruthhendrickson.org. All right. Favorite, favorite. You know, I absolutely love Peter. And why? Because you know what? He has a big mouth that he periodically sticks his foot into. Can anyone relate? I'm really good at that. Um, The other thing that he didn't have is the right earthly education to do the job or the assignment that God had called him to do. Can anyone relate to that one? You just don't have the right sheepskin on the wall. I can certainly relate to that one also. How about he was the only one who was brash enough, who was brave enough, who was desperate enough to jump out of the boat and try to walk to Jesus on the water. I am actually still trying to walk on that water, but I am determined. I have a friend who actually says when she sees a puddle, she actually tries to walk on it because scripture says Peter walked on the water and we could do the impossible. So, you know, she's going to keep trying. I thought, you know what, what a great attitude. So I'm still working on just, you know, walking over those puddles rather than in them and through them. The same when I go to see the ocean, I'm working on being able to walk on that water, but I'm not there yet. How about you? And, um, you know, again, despite not having the right pedigree or not having the right education, not having the right background, having a big mouth, not always using the right words. Peter was a leader. God was growing him into a leader. And that's what God's doing to me. He's growing me into a leader. And I can tell you something else. That's what he's doing to you too. He is growing you into a leader. So never disqualify yourself. So the question becomes, who or what are you measuring yourself by? You know, God couldn't use Peter to do what Paul was called to do. And if Peter measured himself by Paul, he never would have walked into his destiny because by man's standards, Paul actually had the right education. But God had a different setup for Paul. And Paul actually ended up later on considering all of that worth nothing in comparison to relationship with God. You see, he had a job for Peter to do and a job for Paul to do and their experiences and all that, who they were all poured into and and became part of what God used. So never compare yourself to somebody else. You can learn from somebody else, but you're not created to do what God's called them to do any more than they are created to do what God's called you to do. So we celebrate with each other and we can learn from each other, but don't measure yourself by somebody else's walk. Okay. So that's really, really important. Um, so again, who are you measuring yourself by? You know, here's Peter. He's just an ordinary man going out to do an ordinary job. He went fishing every day. That was his, 
business. That was his passion. We're going to say that's who he was. But yet God saw something different. Jesus in a moment came walking by. And in that moment, everything changed for Peter just by a command, come follow me. And he did it. He responded. Something within him just grabbed onto the voice of God incarnate, God on earth, and, and said yes and began to follow. And with that moment, with that moment decision, everything changed. Everything radically changed. And you know, it's interesting because in Peter's case, and this isn't always the case, but in Peter's case, he didn't say go get trained at the synagogue. He didn't say, you know, go to go to a school to become a Pharisee or a Sadducee. He just said, come follow me. You know, and there are times when in our call, in our walk with the Lord, the Lord will say, go get this education, go do this, go train under this person. And there's other times when he just says, step in now. And so that takes wisdom and discernment and walking along with others that we trust to determine that moment. But in that moment, when P- Peter went from fisherman to following Jesus Christ to be, a, a, as we call a fisher of men, and then his title was again changed later on. And, you know, as Peter began to journey with Jesus, he made some pretty major mistakes. How about you? Have you made some mistakes along the way? I know I certainly have. You know, but one thing with Peter, you know, he he's there. He has ups and downs, definitely in his walk with the Lord. And, and when I think about Peter, I, I I think of Jesus looking at him and saying, you know, Satan, get behind me. And I don't think I've had Jesus say that to me. Um, but you know, here's Peter. He withstood that. He you know he had his Savior say, Satan, get in front of me. I mean, he had just had a major major encounter, and I'm sure he was feeling pretty good about himself. And then he overstepped. The, an area that he was to speak, you know, he wasn't to speak into. He went and overstepped and spoke into it anyways. It did not really understand what he was saying. And with that came a pretty harsh rebuke from Jesus, but it didn't stop him. It didn't hold him back because with that boldness, there was also a courage or a strength to keep moving forward. And you know what? Because of the way Jesus disciplines us, even with that harsh kind of harsh feeling word, I think Peter knew it was surrounded by love. It was it was a correction from his savior, but full of forward advancement, full of let's make this this little change, this little tweak so that you could become the person that I've called you to be. It was full of determination to move forward because that's what the Lord does with us. And that's why we never need to be afraid of rebuke that comes from the Lord, because when he rebukes us, when he chastises us, when he corrects us, it is always for our own good in order that we can actually step in to fulfill what he's called us to do. All right. It's always a teaching moment. It's always a grow moment. It's always a move forward moment. It's never a humiliate and step back moment. And that's something that somehow I think, I think Peter understood because as I, as I study Peter, I actually see that his mistakes never take him ultimately down and out. Okay. He can have a moment, but he steps back into the journey. He steps into the race. You know, we're told to run with perseverance or endurance, the race marked out before us. He understood that concept. He knew that it took an endurance and a perseverance and it was okay to be corrected by his Lord. So again, he, Peter would get back up and he dust himself off and he would keep going. When when you feel like you've been corrected by the Lord, or let me even say when you feel like the Lord has let you down, what is your response? 
do you dust yourself off, you know, get back up, dust yourself off and keep going? Or do you wallow in that area of self-pity? You see, when we partner with self-pity, it does the same thing that partnering with fear does. It takes us down and out. But if we follow Peter's example, then we learn from it. And actually our mistakes actually serve to catapult us forward hand in hand with God. So, um, you know, Peter, he spoke with power and authority that can only come from the kingdom of heaven. I also find it interesting that as much as, um, you know, uh, Jesus said to Peter, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He's not the one who called himself the Lord's beloved or the one that Jesus loved. You see, John already had that covered. He didn't, he didn't have to step into that. Peter knew his identity. And I think he knew that Jesus loved him. And that's part of how he could, he could trust him with those, with those, rebukes, corrections, word of corrections, um, you know, the, the critical comments, you know, the, the things to help him move forward because he knew that he was dearly loved. In Acts 3, Peter was the one who declared to the lame man that he didn't have silver or gold, but he carried the supernatural power of heaven and told that man to get up and walk. You see, through the ups and the downs of life, through the moments of sticking his foot in his mouth, through walking on water, sinking and getting caught by Jesus, through denying Jesus one moment and proclaiming his love for him another, Peter developed an identity that was rooted, established, and totally resounded from the kingdom of heaven. He developed an identity like what we are developing, what we are supposed to have firmly rooted and established and, and just full of a kingdom mindset, knowing that you, you are dearly loved. You need to know that you are dearly loved by God. You see, I love, you know, when I talk about other people, I love Peter is my favorite, but you know, I love David because he was a warrior, a worshiper, a man after God's own heart. And he definitely made mistakes also. Okay. He definitely made mistakes. I love Ruth because she risked it all. She left her family, her country, and she went to a land she didn't know. She went with her mother-in-law, Naomi, to a land she didn't know, began to worship a God she didn't know. And because of that, everything changed. I love John because of his depth depth for love for Jesus. And he's not afraid to say he loves me more than anyone else. Basically, he he is so secure in that love that he's not afraid to proclaim it to the world. I love Paul because he is an example of a life that's radically turned upside down. And by that encounter with Jesus and everything changes and he had to mentally, emotionally deal with his past so that that past, that baggage of persecuting Christians did not keep him from becoming the man God had called him to be. And he did that. He did that. But Peter, you know, oh, Peter, again, he knew what it was like to stick his foot in his mouth. He knew what it was like to get reprimanded by Jesus. That's for sure. And yet he kept moving forward. And in the midst of all this, he became a leader. He was an influencer and a powerhouse for the kingdom of heaven. You see, I think all of us, when we study scripture, we're going to find somebody who really speaks to us for a variety of reasons. Many that we love, but there's going to be certain ones that just speak into the core of who we are. So here's my question for you. Who speaks to you in scripture? Like, who do you really identify with? Yeah, I shared with you why I relate to or identify with Peter. How about you? Who do you identify with? why? And I would love for you to share that and just, just go back and forth on that a little bit. You know, we can grow so much when we, when we learn from each other, when we're looking at the different people in scripture, 
and what they mean to us. And sometimes it can be hard to narrow it down to just one, but, but who's your favorite? Whose story speaks to you or can you relate to the most? You know, in Peter's case, I relate to him the most. And I look at what God's done in his life and I go, wow. And I look at what God is doing in my life and I'm like, wow. And I don't want to stop short. I want to walk into the fullness of who God's called me to be, carrying the authority that comes from the kingdom of heaven, carrying the identity of who I am in the Lord, understanding the love of the Lord and this forgiveness and stepping into the plans and purposes that he has for me. How about you? You see, you are here for such a time as this. He knew you before you were even created in your mother's womb. He knows everything about you. And yes, he knows every mistake that you've made. But that won't stop him from moving you into your future if you're willing. The question is, will we leave that stuff behind, you know, for Peter's whole life to be transformed? He couldn't have fishing as a backup. He had to move fully into what God had called him to do. And, you know, I remember when I stepped out of full-time, a a formal church, full-time pastoral position, somebody said to me, oh, they were so well-meaning. And they said to me, well, if this doesn't work out, you can always have a plan B. You can always come back into the church. You can always, you know, um, pick up a position at another church. And I felt in that moment, the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, you can't have a plan B, Ruth, because you know what? Only my plan A will work. Only my plan A allows you to walk into the fullness of your destiny. And that's true for you. Only God's plan A will get you to the destiny that you were created for. So thank you for joining me today. It's just always such a pleasure to join with everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I just mentioned there at the end about that, that moment where I had to realize that there was no plan B. If you are interested or if you are in the midst of a transition, My first book, it was published back in 2018. It's called Position, How to Be Aligned and Empowered to Walk into Your Divine Destiny. Um, You could pick that up either through my website, ruthendrickson.org or on Amazon. And this is going to really help you make that jump and understand who God's called you to be and how he's positioned you and, and how he will transform you and how to get aligned and empowered so that you walk into who God's created you to be. Are you hungry for that? I know I sure am even more. I mean, it's a journey. So we get partway and then it's like, there's more to come. It's just so exciting. And I think that's also part of what Peter, Peter experienced as he walked with the Lord. And then after Jesus uh, was died, you know, crucified, resurrected, and, and, you know, went back into heaven, man, Peter had a boldness and became such a, a spokesperson for the kingdom of heaven. There was no denying Jesus ever again. So how about you? Please feel free to share this, rate, review it, put comments, let us know who your who speaks to you, who do you relate to in scripture? Let's have a little fun with this, go back and forth. And know that, again, you are here for such a time as this. God has plans and purposes for you, and they are good. We get to, we get to make a choice if we're going to walk in them or not. And I know you can do it. Have a great day and be so blessed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.